Hey, everyone. Today, we have Jeff Kimple, the founder of Primal Armor, on the podcast today. Before we get rolling and start talking about Primal Armor, uh, Jeff, can you give us a quick background uh, on yourself? Like you heard Jake say, my name is Jeff Kimple, and I'm the owner of Primal Armor. I'm a father. I'm a career firefighter for my day job, and I'm an active member in the home gym community, just like everyone else listening to this. I graduated with my master's degree in exercise physiology from Northern Illinois University, which is actually where I met my wife. I've coached at multiple different gyms in my area and have about a decade's worth of experience with training others. And I've also sprinkled in various powerlifting and CrossFit competitions in there as well in my younger years. But while I was in college and for a while afterwards, I actually worked for a number of years in the healthcare field and actually helping people with workout programs that had just recently come out of open heart surgery or heart transplants. But then that path actually opened up for a way to make my career change into being a firefighter. And I just couldn't pass that up because I'm going to be able to retire in my 40s. I have the perfect schedule to travel, raise my kids and continue to work and grow on primal armor. Awesome. Well, let's let's dig into primal armor. Can you uh, just give a quick background as to when and why you started it so it sort of stems from like the same thing that ultimately ultimately made me change that career change to become a firefighter i just felt so stagnant working in the healthcare field and knowing that i was probably gonna have to work till like 67 or even 70 years old by the time i get there to retire and there just wasn't much room for growth where i was and i was just so motivated after graduating with my master's degree that i had so much knowledge and i just wanted to give that to others I'd spent countless hours in the research lab and teaching courses as a GA, and I just wanted to do something more with it. And going to work for eight hours a day just wasn't giving me my fix. I've been an avid podcast listener for years now, and I decided to make that jump and do that myself. So I was able to share that knowledge with all the other people out there. But the problem was, was I'm a complete geek when it comes to exercise science. And I can explain to you the Krebs cycle and all the things that happen in your metabolism at a microscopic level but I'm not too savvy with the technology part of it. Like I'm still over here rocking an iPhone five, but that just made it such an adventure when I started this thing. And so the starting days of the the podcast were just absolutely terrible. And I highly advise if anyone hears me today and tries to go back and listen to the podcast, just don't go listen to like the first 30 episodes of that because they're just embarrassing. And it was an experiment to say the least. But I feel like the podcast has gotten better over the years and trial and error is definitely a part of that. So now we've expanded over 54 different countries across, across the world, and we started in 2019. So on, only a couple of years, we've expanded to most of the world, and it's only continuing to grow. And I was honestly surprised at how big it became and how quick, because like I said, I started this just kind of for fun to see how it was going to go. And I actually started making a little bit of money off of it, and that's when I brainstormed, like, what am I actually going to do with this now? Like, where am I going to take it from here? And for those of you who haven't heard my story yet or haven't seen anything like off the giveaways we've been doing, my family has suffered from Huntington's disease and they have for basically as long as I remember. My oldest sister passed away from it in 2015 and I have another sister who's in the nursing home now battling it in her final stages. So it's been pretty tough watching my family struggle through that for my entire life. Since my life is literally dedicated to helping others, both in my career as a firefighter and through health and fitness with Primal Armor, it just frustrates me that I literally can't do anything to help my sisters in this because HD is a terminal illness. And for anyone who doesn't know exactly what it is, the best way to describe it, it's like the combination of Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and ALS, like all put into one disease. It's a neurodegenerative disorder 
that continues to break down the brain until an individual loses vital functions, such as eating, breathing, talking, anything like that. So the brain gets to a point where it degenerates so much in its autonomic functions that the body stops functioning at all and it can no longer survive. So it's a fucking brutal process to watch. And it's even more brutal for someone who's suffering from it. And that's why I do what I do to try to make a difference. And that's why I donate all the money that the podcast makes and everything that I make through sponsorships for HD research, because we have to find a cure for this. And I've organized, I've organized some fundraisers and I've done like burpees for an entire hour where people would pledge a certain amount of money per burpee that I did in that hour time frame to help raise money for this. I've done giveaways with some of the most generous people in the home gym community and the most generous people in the entire world for just backing me behind this mission and for just trying to raise money for this deal. And this, that's why I still do what I do on top of working a crazy schedule at the fire department, working literally days straight, raising kids. And just because there's a bigger mission behind all of it now. We started off as a podcast, but now we became a movement. And so many people just hopped on that train and I can't thank them enough. The podcast took a quick break in there when I was off at the fire academy because there was just so much that went into that. I couldn't physically and mentally keep up with primal armor. But since I've been back on it, I've been giving it like 110%, just trying to make up for that lost time. And since we've been back, I've seen Primal Armor grow exponentially. We brought on some big sponsors this year for the show, such as Executive Fit, Surplus Strength, Garage Gym Outfitters. We have a few more in the works for the next coming months. And I just feel like the biggest part of that is becoming a bigger part of the home gym community because everyone's just so loyal to each other here. And it's because we're all the same. Like, sure, we might look different, have different day jobs and stuff, but ultimately we have the same joys as everyone else and we're here for the same thing. Awesome. Uh, very inspiring. I'm sorry to hear about your loss, but it's, it is great to see you working so hard for such a cause, especially when you have so much other, going, other things going on in your life. Your dad, your firefighter, you have other hobbies, but this seems to be kind of at the top of the list as well. So... I'd love to hear, um, you know, could you explain what your podcast is and just uh, some of the things that Primal Armor might be up to? So the podcast in general is just a health and fitness podcast. I know a lot of people struggle with losing weight, just knowing where to start. And if you're not having a background, like starting in that from a younger age or even studying in that in school, it's kind of a hard thing to just dive right into because there's so much out there on the internet. It's like, where do I start? Mm -hmm. And I just felt like I wanted to take the knowledge that I had because I was so motivated coming out of school. And I'm like, here is what I've got. Yeah, I am terrible with podcasts. I'm not that great with the technology part of it, but this is the information that I got and I hope it can help. So I'll admit I'm not out there. Like I'm not Joe Rogan and have the best quality <laughs> podcast out there, but I'm just here to help others. And that's just been my ultimate mission for my entire life. And that's why I do what I do with primal armor in my career with Huntington's disease. Cause it's, I just love to help other people and just what we're up to these days. You've probably been seeing a lot of giveaways that we've been doing lately. Like we just finished up the one in October with Nate and uh, executive fit. We gave away a rogue sign and a pair of Crocs for Croctober. And uh, we just finished up a huge one with mutant metals and belt fed strength where we gave away with a ultimate dip attachment and a dip loop from belt fed. And like I was saying earlier, I feel like our growth comes from the people in this community and I just want to show everyone how loyal I am to them. And that's, I want to give back to them because of how loyal they've been to me and everything they've given me to grow to where I'm at today. 
So this is just me giving back to everyone who's given me to what I've had. And I just want Primal Armor to be a staple in the home gym community. Like, I want people to think of our name when they think of home gyms. Like how people think of Rogue, Rep, or even people like you guys, Basement Brandon, like DIY Kaizen. Like, those are all big names in the home gym. And they're going to be like that forever now. When you think of home gyms, they think of these people. And I want people to have that name be synonymous with Primal Armor and home gyms too. To kind of grow past just being a podcast and just kind of help our mission even further. We're actually in the design and prototype phase for some pieces of gym equipment right now. Just as we speak, they're being designed and prototyped by some people. And I feel like my background in exercise physiology can really bring forward some good ideas that people can add to their home gyms and utilize for a better and healthier lifestyle. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not here to become a millionaire off of this. Like, I truly want to just help people live better and easier lives in their home gyms. And I just want them to enjoy their lives as much as I enjoy mine. And that's why I have a day job. I can support my family with my day job. And I do this on the side. So it's actually something mm -hmm. that I stay motivated at and enjoy. Because I feel like once you start relying on money for like side hustles and stuff like this, that's when it becomes very stressful and it just doesn't become fun anymore. Yeah, my mission behind this isn't fun. Like it's not fun to watch my family go through what they go through. But Primal Armor in itself, working with the home gym community, meeting people like you guys and all the sponsors I have, that's fun with, that's so fun for me. And I just love to just take this ride as far as I can take it. So I just use all my spare time now just trying to figure out and come up with ideas of how to make people's lives better and easier when it comes to their fitness journey. So just be on the lookout for some new products coming your way in the very near future. And just be an eye, just keep an eye <laughs> on us and see what we're doing because we're always going to be continuing to grow. Are you able to share what those products are? <laughs> no, I will give some <laughs> hints though that, just ever since becoming a dad, that's been the biggest thing to me in the entire world is just being a dad. So a lot of my ideas are kind of stemming with how can you transform your home gym to be able to incorporate kids into your home gym? So we've kind of taken some designs that are out there already, and we're trying to make them a little bit better, more streamlined process for things. And so you can add them to your racks add them to your gym and try to get your kids out there and have some fun with you. Cool. That's a good idea. Can you, uh, so you're, let me, let me, for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast is I believe it's released weekly and it's usually a quick and to the point lesson on, you know, like you mentioned something re related to health and fitness. It can be mm -hmm. anything from general tips and within the home gym or, you know, you have some nutritional background, it sounds like, where mm -hmm. like sugar, you're, how to ease the sugar cravings, those sorts of things. Um, can you can you give, um, I'd be curious, personally curious to hear like what goes into creating one of those episodes? Like how much research is it? How much um, overall time does it take? Because I know sometimes the 10 minute things can end up taking the longest. As opposed to like something like this interview or it'll probably be like an hour, but it's pr that's pretty much all it took. It just took an hour of talking and a, right. a quick planning. So I'd be curious to hear what goes into the podcast. So I usually just talk about whatever I feel pulling to me that week. Like, obviously I'm on social media all the time. I'm watching things in the news and I just see like, well, help people are struggling with this. Or I see a lot of people talking about like, barefoot shoes and all this stuff. So I'm just like, oh, that seems to be the hot topic this week. 
And a lot of things, since I do have a master's degree in this field, a lot of things just I have a lot of background in and I feel pretty confident at talking about through my base of knowledge. But some things like I have no idea like why or what. Like that's so great about like offbeat topics like using saunas, um, ice baths, like cold showers, work like that. I see people talking about those and that just sparks my interest. So I just get out my phone, write down in my notes like, yeah, that's going to be a topic one of these weeks. And then I'll dive into some peer review articles because I still have like all the places where I'd look for all my research in uh, grad school. And I'll just start searching up like, why was this good? Start reading studies. And sometimes I'm just like, this is just a bunch of malarkey. I'm just throwing it out. Like, I don't even want this to be a topic. I don't even know why people act like this is a great thing. And then sometimes like, oh, wow, like I actually learned something. And if I feel like I'm learning something from it, there are plenty of people out there that just need to learn more about it too. So then that's just what makes me really happy to start talking about that in a podcast. And I just feel like it takes a while to do a podcast episode. Like I usually throw out 10, 15 minutes at the most episodes. And that's because I want people to just listen to something for a few minutes, take it in the heart, take it in their mind and just go on with their week. I don't even have to listen to an hour plus of just me talking because I know that can get very redundant very quick. But mm -hmm. I want them to be able to just take that into the next week. And even though they're 10 to 15 minute episodes, sometimes the research, I'm just sitting in bed at work and researching, just writing down notes in my phone for later, kind of making an outline like that. So a 10, 15 minute episode could take me upwards of hours of research and editing on the podcast. Because like I said earlier, I'm not good with this editing thing yet. We're still almost like 70 episodes deep and I haven't perfected this yet, but we're getting better. And it's just a lot of people out there that are bigger podcasts. They have someone who edits everything for them. And mine, nope. We just have some exercise geek out there who's trying to do as much as you can with this podcast. So it usually takes a lot of effort in there. But like I said, I love doing what I'm doing. I love helping people. Do you script out each episode or do you just wing I, it? I script out a lot of episodes. They don't technically have to be straight scripted, but I do a lot of bulleted outlines. And because if I don't, man, I, I'm all over the place. I feel like I have so much knowledge in my head. I'm like, oh, well, we can talk about this. Oh, well, it leads into this. Yeah. And I'm just everywhere. So I have to kind of do bullet points. And off that bullet point, I'll give like a good blurb. Like, well, this is why it's good. And this is why it's not. And then I'll go to the next bullet point. This is why it's good. This is why it's not. Because if I don't keep on track, man, no one would listen to me because I would be a jumbled mess. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on to your home gym. So, how long have you had one, and what uh, was the primary reason that you actually started? So, I even remember as a very young kid, like five years old or so, my mom every single day would be working out in the living room to some '80s aerobics video or some Jillian Michaels tape or Tybo or anything like that. And that's just what I grew up with is you just know every single day a workout has to be done. Like how the laundry's got to get done, how the dishes got to be done. You just know in my family, a workout's got to get done. And that's just what I grew up with. And that's just what I knew. And then I feel like where it really started was just like how everyone else starts with being in sports and loving sports and kind of training to be better at sports. And I consider myself to be a highly competitive athlete. So I knew to be the best that you actually have to work for it and where you work for it's in the weight room. So my home, my home gym officially started when I was in eighth grade and oh. I was starting to get serious about football and wrestling at that point. 
And I knew that I was entering high school. So I was going to be the big fish in the little pond transferring into the little fish in the big pond. And I wanted to do something about that because like I said, I was highly competitive and it was going to suck being a freshman, get my ass whooped every single week. So for my eighth grade graduation present, I had my parents take me to Dick's and we got a power tech bench press and just like the 300 pound weight set and uh, the barbell and the iron plates. By that time, my sisters had moved out of the house. So that's why I converted their bedroom with purple carpet into my home gym. So the original Primal Armor home gym was in a bedroom with purple carpet. And then just over time, I'd wheel and deal different uh, pieces of equipment through Craigslist, Marketplace, and stuff like that. I eventually bought like a Valor Fitness yoke, and that's kind of what I paired with my bench. And I feel like I could do everything I needed to with just those two pieces of equipment. But then as I kind of got more established, got a career, and started making more money, I was able to just like invest in more quality equipment. So that's why I got now uh, a Monster Light 390 flat foot. And I actually just sold the bench like last year. And oh, I wow. sold the bar with that and I sold the yoke a few months ago. But the OG gym plates from the Purple Carpet Gym are still still over, <laughs> over in my garage right now. So they're still, still part of me in that purple room. But now we're in the works with uh, Jason from Surplus Strength. And we're working with one of his engineers right now, and we're custom building one of those Arc Series racks. So that's currently in the works right now. We're trying to mend out some things so it fits in my space so I can still park my cars in the garage. But once that thing's done, that's probably going to be the most badass rack out there. Very cool. What 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 goes into that process of creating an Arc rack? So it's similar to most other American-made one-inch three-by-three racks out there. Um, their specifics are, they have the welded nuts, they custom make nameplates, they can do a lot of other things that a lot of people don't. Like they have the 30 inch drop in safeties, like a lot of people don't right now, just since they build everything from scratch, like for order. And since he's been a sponsor of the show, we work pretty closely with a lot of things. And he was able to work with me right now with my space because mine doesn't fit a 43 inch deep rack right now just to be mm -hmm. able to fit my car in there. So I've been giving them different dimensions of my gym and ideas to make it like a six wing, but a six rack, but a bat wing rack. So it fits in my space. And since they do the welded nuts, it was kind of a ordeal to make the bat wing. So we're working on that mm -hmm. right now, but I truly believe once they finish that and it gets shipped in my house, we're probably gonna have the most badass rack on the market. That's, that's awesome. You, do you have a gym at the fire station? Um, so I'd be curious just to hear how um, you utilize your home gym. Yeah, so my home gym gets used quite a bit on my days off. And it usually doesn't get used until night when my daughter goes to bed so I can fully focus on the workout itself. But when we're at the station, we have two different stations. So depending on what my rotation is, I'm at two different stations. One station that we got, I forgot the brand. I think it's a hammer strength rack, but it's built almost identical to mine and you'll probably be seeing mine in a uh, video here very soon because I'm going to be uploading our garage gym competition submission here soon. So you can check out my rack there and it's blue and we have the red rack almost matching at work. We have mm. treadmill, rower, a full set of dumbbells, bumper plates, cable system. So we have basically everything we'd ever want at the main station. Then at the yeah. substation, it's a little more limited because we're just basically a bedroom attached to a garage, but we still have a foldable uh, monster light rack from Rogue. 
and so, like a barbell and some bumper plates out there and a bench. So a little more limited, but it's still more than a lot of people got. So I can't complain. I get to go to work and work out and get paid. So mm-hmm. I have the best of it, like anything out there. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's move on to some more uh, miscellaneous or ad hoc questions. These are kind of some follow-ups that I have from your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, that uh, I think would apply pretty well to our listeners. So just number one, what advice would you give to others who are looking to get the most out of their home gym workouts? So I'm thinking specific, specifically workouts. Specifically workouts space, in itself. Yeah. So I feel like the, the best thing that you already have in your system, in your tool belt is you already have a home gym. And that's for a lot of people. They just complain they don't have the time to get a quality workout in. And so you're saving your time from commute to and from the gym. You're able to just hop in the shower directly afterwards and get going with what you need to do. But honestly, you just need to be able to stay consistent to yourself and prioritize your own health because it's, it's not easy to work out. And sure, some people love to work out, but that still doesn't mean it's easy. And to make steady progress and actually get the most out of investing in your home gym, you have to use it regularly. And you won't do that unless you prioritize your health in your life. And that's why having in the house is amazing. And I know I struggle a lot of times just to find the balance between being just a dad and being a husband and still working out. And I feel like the biggest part about that has just been able to move my gym into the garage instead of going somewhere else. So I'm able to move the family in there with me and the kid can play. My wife can be out there talking to me, working out as well. Or if she's not feeling like that, she can just be out there and spending time with me. And I feel like that's been the best part about not feeling guilty when I'm at the gym, not being guilt, not feeling guilty when I'm away. It's just being able to still have that family time with it. Another huge thing to me is, and I kind of say it this way, I don't give a damn about myself when it comes to the gym. And ever since becoming a dad, it's been all about family to me. So I just want as many years as I can have with my family and just give them the most that they can get out of me. So I just work out for my family these days, just to be healthy and live as long as I can. So I've kind of stepped back from the competitive side, like I was talking about earlier, how I used to do like CrossFit competitions and powerlifting competitions, stuff like that. And I just began focusing on things that will help me be around longer for my family. I feel like that's just my driving force. And I feel like a lot of people can kind of take that to heart too, as like, if you love your family that much, then just try to get in the gym. Just do it for someone else because a lot of time it's hard to do it for yourself. It's hard to kind of get your own internal motivation. Like, I really want to work out today. Well, I love my family and I want to give them the most years that they can. So I'm just doing it with that external motivation of my family. That's an awesome way to phrase it. All right. Well, speaking of family, uh, so a lot of people listen, who listen or start home gyms do it because they uh, become a parent. So my, uh, my question is, what advice would you give to new parents who want to be able to stay active? Man, this topic, you, you sent me an outline for this and I read this topic and I'm like, man, I'm still trying to figure this out myself because yeah. I got a one-year-old daughter too. And yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a task at hand sometimes to try to fit a workout in, but, and it's the hardest thing in the world is having a new kid in the house is just a whole new dynamic. And especially even if you've already had one kid, adding another kid to the house, is just a whole new dynamic. They require constant attention. And I sometimes feel like you can't even breathe without waking them up. And that's another reason why a home gym can be so important just to have, because you can have them in the gym from day one. So they never know any better. So just like my mom and her aerobics videos, like I grew up only knowing you had to work out every day. So 
you can have them out there and in the gym so you can instill that in them from day one. And even with the noise part, if you just have them out there while you're working out, they're going to be used to barbell slam against J-cups and dumbbells hitting the ground. Like they're going to learn to sleep through that. It might not happen right away, but it, it's going to, it's going to happen. It, kids get better as they age. And if you just keep putting them in there and just kind of grinding through that tough period, that's the best that you can do. And I like to take the advice that how some parents say, just sleep when the baby sleeps. I like to use that as just work out when the baby sleeps, because being a parent, you're going to be tired no matter what. E even if your kid sleeps, you're tired because being a parent is hard. So it might as well be fit and tired than just be unfit and tired because you're just not getting in the gym at all. So just try to uh, work out when the baby sleeps. That's the best thing I got for you guys. I mean, I find myself more tired when I don't work out. So Exactly. I yeah, but... All right, here's a here's a little bit of a random one, but why should everyone stretch more? Because the human body absolutely sucks. <laughs> as as we age, everything starts to break down and fall apart. And that's why 30 can feel like 50 and 50 can feel like 90 some days. And just the more you can be active and work on flexibility, the better you'll feel and then the younger you'll feel. And to kind of go back to my point earlier about doing it for your family, I'd hate to be that grandpa one day that can't get down on the floor and play with my grandkids, or I can't even bend down to help pick them up. And I just feel that's very selfish of people who do that, that you just can't stretch for a few minutes and get up and get a little bit active every single day to give your family that one day and in yourself, just to be able to be the best that you can be for your family. All right. Another big issue with, uh, I, I shouldn't say big issue. Well, I big issue and something that people the at least our our followers and survey respondents say that eating healthy is more difficult than actually working out and i would agree but mm -hmm. um can you give me a good way to help uh conquer sugar cravings so i feel like like you said diet's the hardest thing to get control of and where a lot, of, a lot of your fitness is done is in the kitchen and not in the weight room. And for people to really understand why they're having sugar cravings, it's not truly because they have a sweet tooth. It's because it, cravings are a deficiency within your body and your body craves something because it's your brain saying, hey, like I need this. So eating as balanced of a diet as you can will help just help you from quit craving all that junk food. And especially because you'll be eating more regularly and you won't be hungry as often. So it doesn't always have to be like, I need chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, because that sucks as a diet. Like no one can sustain that in the long run. But if you're just trying to get some fruits and vegetables in here, here and there, trying to eat more protein and just trying to eat more balanced diet, taking your vitamins, that's gonna help with those deficiencies. And while it might not totally knock out that sweet tooth that people say they have, it's really gonna help those cravings of just always wanting something from the snack drawer or something from the freezer or anything like that. And most often time what you're deficient in is water and then cellular water. That's why, just because you're dehydrated. So if you just drink, drink a big glass of water before you go to eat anything, that usually just kicks out the craving right there and then. So when you're craving food, if you just have a big glass of water, that can save you a lot of calories right there. Awesome. All right, man, well that's, uh... That's all I've got. Would you mind telling people where to find you? So you can find the podcast on just about 
any podcasting platform out there at Primal Armor. So you can find us on like even Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, anything like that. That's where you'll find us. And then you can find us in just about any social media platform like TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anything like that. You'll find us at Primal Armor. And where we're probably the most active is Instagram right now until maybe the next social media platform. Try to hop on that and ride that one in the sunset. But usually if you're trying to find updates on us, we'll update the podcast, we'll update giveaways and anything like that on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks again for hopping on. That's going to do it. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Got it.